Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, wait, where are you? In a yellow cab. <laughs> okay. We're, we're not together, everybody, obviously. Um, we're recording this intro on the go. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Thursday. We're back with another episode of She's a New Yorker. Oh. Mars is reporting live from a yellow cab. So, like, really on the streets here of New York with your favorite New York. You'll be able to tell by the suspension noise in the background that it's not an Uber. It's the OG yellow cab. Which we prefer. Always. So now you can see we're not lying. We're real here. We're OGs. Yeah. I didn't even use curb. I hailed this one. You know I don't have curb. I just like never use it because I just, I do enjoy the experience of having to look for a yellow cab. Yeah, I do too, unless it's like 2 a.m. and I'm like, oh, where the fuck are they? at that point I'm drunk and I don't care how much Uber costs. Yeah, that's actually a very valid point. Well, anyways, I'm so hungry I could faint. I should probably go get an mmly cookie. Oh my God, they're freaking delicious. Yeah, so today's episode we interviewed Nick McClario, the founder of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you have to say it with like a fun. Yeah, you gotta give some oomph. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they are. That can sound very sexual, actually. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> um, they're plant-based, non-GMO. Every prebiotic, probiotic, <laughs> whatever else, it's every, in there. Everything healthy is in there. Is in these cookies. Yeah, it's he's another one. He's a real one. This is legit healthy for you. It's not like one of those substitutes where you're like, okay, it's a little bit better because it's vegan, but there's like a ton of sugar in it. This is like actually healthy. Right. And they actually taste good, which is the best part. So, I love them. So everybody I need more. Yeah. He uh, yeah. You know what? You should order some using our code New York cookies for twenty percent off your first order. Yeah, that's N E W Y A W K cookies. <laughs> Very important to note the spelling, honestly. Um, shall we slide into the five Fs? Yes. Let's let's do food. Well, food is our only cookie. So we covered that. So we covered that. You can find them. Nick goes into it in better detail, but at the top of my head, Westside Market, um, which is the best grocery store in Yeah, Manhattan. I was going to say, and, represent. Shout out. Uh, yeah. And Juice Press. Juice Press, which is also like all over. You're like, you can find a Juice Press, I feel like now, within like every five to ten blocks. Of it's like a Starbucks. Yeah. We're like a Chase like Bank. It is literally, it's the Starbucks of New York City. Uh, yeah, those are, that's our food of the week. Okay, fun. The U.S. Open, because I've been watching. Yeah, it's Serena Williams' last U.S. Open. Yes, 
I watched Venus last night, and she lost, unfortunately. Um, Did you ever see the movie about the those girls? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, honestly. Is it? It's incredible. I didn't know that about I you. I thought Will Smith was amazing. Wow, thank God I we really do this podcast. It. I would have never known that about you. And you know what? Like, I liked that they were a part of the, like, directing process or, like, the production process. So the mm-hmm. story really was so accurate. Yeah, it's like, let it yeah. Like, they, like, put their stamp of approval. Exactly. Yeah, the U.S. Open, if you're in New York, it, uh, you should try and go. I mean, tickets are expensive, but. And it's, like, a li- it's, it's almost over. <laughs> And it's almost over. I really, I'm upset I didn't go this year. I would have, like, loved to have gone. I just, like, didn't realize it was coming up already. Oh, no, I didn't either. I, like, turned around and I was like, wait, what? Next year we'll go. Next year. And if you can't go, because you're either not in New York. Watch it. you don't want to pay for the tickets, watch it online. You can make your own version of a honeydew. It's just fun to watch online. I'm online, on TV. I've been loving watching them. Yeah, no, it is a fun thing to watch. Um, and, oh, shout out to Lauren. She's actually going this weekend. Oh, jealous, but I hear it's very fun to go. So if you're listening and can squeeze it in, try and go. And if not, go next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm jiggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm jiggling around here. Your head almost just hit um, the ceiling. Yeah, that's our fun. Fashion. Oh, fashion. Clogs um, slash slippers. They're everywhere. It's like, just like I the really Birkenstock thing. Like all of a sudden they're yeah. everywhere and they're being done. Or no, those sandals, not Birkenstocks. And they're being done like super high end. You know who started it? Birkenstocks. Yeah. The Birkenstock clog. Yeah. That like people started wearing like all of a sudden people, everyone just got rid of their old, the traditional Birkenstock and started wearing the Birkenstock clog. And that's what started it. And then all these designers started creating like a high-end version of it like i'll post it on the tiktok i just sent katie them but like i was like shopping online and i saw like chloe did them prada did them they kind of reminded me though like i almost went and bought a pair and just now i was like sitting with my mom and i was like should i get a pair and she was like no like they're a fad yeah which they're not our fad of the week but they are a fad and she was like they're a fad don't waste your money on like an expensive pair and then she reminded me like when I was studying abroad, I had bought the Gucci slides with the fur. Oh, my God. That's right. And those are honestly, like, basically the same. It's like a, It is. A, it's like a clogged slipper. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's in right now. Totally. A clogged slash slipper look. So, I was like, you know what? I think I need to whip those out again. And I'll just wear those. And they're, they're all satisfied my craving. And I won't buy a new pair. Dude, 100%. And if nobody watched our Get In, We're Going Shopping episode... Um, I don't know if we included the footage in the vlog, but when we went to Saks, we actually saw a bunch. The Prada ones are what's sticking out in my mind, those hot pink ones. So, okay, speaking of our fad, because I'm obsessed with, our fad of the week is Love Island, which we'll get into, but I'm obsessed with this couple from Long Island, Long Island, from Love Island. (laughs) I was like, who? (laughs) I'm done. Spoiler alert, because... They don't win Love Island, but they are still together. So, like, spoiler alert, if you wanted to watch season, uh, either season five or six, um, Molly May and Tommy Fury 
there are a couple that are still together and like I became obsessed with them and Molly May posts all these vlogs and I have like been watching her vlogs I got so nauseous from watching so many of her vlogs in a row the other night that I had to go to bed <laughs> oh like, my god obsessed I am oh that's commitment so, she has an obsession with slippers and like clogs and whatever and she's the creative director of pretty little things so she's obviously making bank and she wears all designer ones like Louis Vuitton yeah Prada like Fendi like every single designer pair that you can imagine but like she has a whole section in her massive closet dedicated to like her slippers slash clogs slash slides her clogs they're really so cute but they they one they're a fad and two like I I don't want to be buying like super expensive casual clothes you know like I'm gonna buy something really like high-end I want to be somewhere where I can dress up and go out like I don't need a pair of clogs that I'm wearing to like the nail salon to be like yeah no that's actually a really fair point like what are we talking here with Molly is she UK Australia UK or okay so Molly we're going to Love Island because that's our fad of the week and if you're not watching it like what are you doing get on it like me I have to watch it I haven't watched it it is a commitment I'm gonna yeah, they're 40 episodes long. Like, I was being such a loser, like, the other weekend, staying inside when it was a beautiful sunny day because I needed to finish Love Island. So, like, it is a commitment. But, um, yes. She's getting out. Yeah, actually, anywhere over here is fun. Um, hold on, because I have to tell you because I'm not in an Uber. Um, oh, yeah. So, wow. I just want to say half the price of an uber always always it's always worth it oh my god i can hear the little i think that was pretty good credit card (laughs) thank you so much thank you little does he know he's on she's a new yorker um does he want to be interviewed no like honestly that's what we need okay that's what we need a yellow cab driver so no, so the, um, the problem is they don't have, like, British accents that we are picturing is not what they have because the people are mostly from, like, uh, Manchester, Essex, like, Scotland. Like, they're from the UK. Yeah, so okay. Not, nobody's yeah, from London. Yeah, yeah. So not, so, like, like picture you a cup of tea. Right, that's my only complaint. I put subtitles on. Oh, <laughs> their accents are so so thick. heavy, like yeah. so thick. Um. Okay, so I'll update you all when I decide to make the commitment and jump into Love Island. Okay, like the couples last. All right, everybody, she's passionate. I'm passionate about it. I really hope it's not a, just a fad, but I really have to. You know what? I really have to start like soon before you're over your fad, and then we like aren't going to be able to talk about it. Yeah, like, I really need you to watch Tommy and Molly season, like, yesterday, because I need someone to talk about it with, because Carly watched it a while ago, so she's, like, over me talking about it, but I just, like, I'm so obsessed with them. Okay, I'm going to start. Maybe tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so now that it's Labor Day and things are wrapping up out in the Hamptons, I would never miss an opportunity to plug the barn in Bridgehampton, which is Soul Cycle, which we have talked about, but, like... The barn is just, like, it hits different. 
I also don't think we've ever made Soul Cycle like an exclusive F, which is so rude of us. Because it's so rude. Yeah, we have been Soul Cycle goers since the beginning. Like, like it was my school. first workout class that I attended. Me too. Like, you know, that's so funny. Me too. Yeah, we started literally like in 2010. Yeah. Yeah, and, beginning of high school. Next yeah. Year. And now here we are. Still talking about it. Still loving it. I went to the barn last weekend. Still going I'm, to the same instructors. Literally. Um, and I'm going to the barn again. I signed up for this upcoming weekend. No, the barn is amazing. It's like so different from honestly. The other like studios. Any, yeah, I've never been to any studio even remotely like it it's very hamptons-esque you sweat your ass off because it's not air conditioned sometimes they put the fan on yeah so it can be kind of intimidating because it's um it's not as dark in the studio as the other studios yeah because the natural sunlight (laughs) yeah like the other studios are pitch black where the barn like you could see people You can. And it is intimidating because I feel like a lot of times people that go to the barn are regular soul cycle goers. They are. They are. Anyone who's really good at soul cycle like goes to the barn. Yeah. Especially the popular. Also like the good instructors. Yeah, the good instructors <laughs> go to the barn. Um That's all our five that's Fs. A really, really good one. That's our five Fs. Wait, really quickly, I had to put my Instagram on private today. I'm scared. Why? Because wait. Have you Why? not seen this whole thing with cryptocurrency hacking Instagrams? No, but wait. I'm going to go put mine on private. Yeah, yeah. Put yours on private. Just like until this fad <laughs> of hacking fucking Instagrams is done. If you watched our episode with Nima, sorry, Nima, but <laughs> everyone's going private. Yeah, sorry, Nima. And if you don't get it, go watch our episode. Anyways. Okay, um, I'm private. Good. Basically, it looks like this person is posting like, oh, my God, I wa- I got all this money from this crypto, whatever. Yeah, this happened to my cousin Nika. <gasps> oh, my God. And then it shows another story of like, this isn't like fake. This is real. And it shows all this money like goes into the account. And then one girl that I saw got hacked. They were able to piece together a video of her. So it looked like she posted a story of herself recording herself saying, this is not um, fake. Like, I'm so excited that, like, I made this investment, this whole thing. Yeah, no, this is what happened to my cousin, Nico. They didn't do that, but they were um, they were posting pictures of, like, his baby. That I remember, yeah. I and wonder so if it was crypto-related. So I guess not. Yes, his was, his was money-related, like, it also happened to my coworker. I can't remember if it was like crypto or it was like, oh, like I made this crazy investment and like, like posting his like bank account numbers, but it wasn't his actual bank account number. Like, I don't know. There's been crazy, crazy hacking. And honestly, like Instagram needs to get on their shit because like my cousin Nico, it took weeks for him to get his Instagram back. Like so long. Yeah. No, it's not. Okay. So for now... We had to go private. She's a New Yorker's public. Yeah, that'll stay public unless we get hacked. If you see anybody posting about crypto, it's not us. It's not us. I wish we would hit the jackpot, but it's not us. Speaking of Instagram, 
If anybody didn't watch, I mean, listen to our episode with the Real Housewife Izzy, you wouldn't really know what we're talking about. But we posted a poll about whether people wanted to hang out with private school moms, private school dads, or the nannies slash mannies. And I figured we would just share how it did. How did that do? 40% moms, 40% nanny slash manny, and 20% dads. Interesting. It is interesting. I put mannies. I, I voted on our own. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I guess the nannies. I just don't know yet. Although I love our moms. That's the thing. I just don't I know. I would hang out with our moms. We do hang out with our moms. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think the dads would be my last. Yeah, me too. Not to like um, stereotype here. But we are. But like, <laughs> I'm going to stereotype here. Even though like my dad couldn't be further from this. Like I found that like a lot of like, I feel like a lot of like, just like a little uptight. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with being uptight, but like I am. But I, we're not. No, and I can't vibe with someone who's up. I just don't find them funny. I don't think they find anything funny. Um, you but just, yeah, like yeah. Um, my dad used to get like blackout at all the like father daughter dinner dances, and like mm-hmm. everyone else's dads were like looking at us like we were nuts and my dad was like we got to get the hell out of here and like go party somewhere (laughs) your dad was like you ready can we wrap up and I'm not gonna lie he and I won the father-daughter dance every single year we're the reigning champions so like it just shows people who are up like aren't as fun there you go Um, private school dads you're not our fun (laughs) I think the moms and the nannies take the cake yeah no the nannies probably have good stories i think the nannies for sure you know what's funny like you know how like when you're like so scared of like cancel culture and you always think like oh well i can make jokes because like i am that like i can make jokes about like greek people because i'm greek you know like i feel like i'm treading such a fine line here and i'm like why do i feel that way because like Right. True. We grew up like that. So like, yeah, no, I felt like people were uptight. Yeah. Like I could make fun of them because like, those are my parents. Yeah. No. And like, that's who we grew up around. And like, I did feel like there were definitely a few who were like really fucking cool. And there were definitely a larger few that I was like, scared the shit out of me. Well, that concludes, right? Yes, that concludes our five apps. Everyone enjoy our episode with Nick and order your only cookies with our code. And don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to the episode. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Bye. Okay, so Nick, tell us a little about yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? I, I'm from Westchester. About an hour north of here. It's called the town is called Yorktown Heights. I am just like a mesh of European countries, like in background, Italian, German, and Greek. I am twenty eight and I own a snack company. <laughs>
Yes. Yeah. So we make cookies, cookies with really, really good macros. They're really good for you. They're delicious. They're <laughs> so what they good. look like. Yeah. They are so um, good. Yeah. I like the ones that come in the blue box. The, the almonds. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. They're so good. Thank you. So what is the story behind starting this snack company? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So I grew up in a family where like food is, is everything yeah. growing up in Westchester. Like, and I was just out in my grandma's house in the Hamptons this weekend. And she had like 10 different types of cookies and biscotti and three different types of cake. And so we grew up in a family where food is just always around us and instead of someone saying i love you it's more like eat eat a piece you know eat more food (laughs) or like we're like no you have to finish this piece of food and then i'll I'll be like a valid human being so that i think you know growing up in a family where food was like the major part of our social gatherings and a form of love and love language for my family and just being Italian, right? Like you're eating pasta all the time. Like uh, you're eating, there's always sugar, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we were an active family, but we grew up it around it. And also like I grew up in Westchester, which is super sports oriented community. I was gay. I was crazy wearing dresses, vacuuming the house, like <laughs> painting my nails, like I may not seem super feminine today, but that's because the world has socialized me a lot, which I'm working on undoing. So check in with me when I'm 40. It just, I mean, the reason why I probably have went backwards is because it's like I'm dealing with all these stuffy white investors that want to invest in a man, right? Right, Um, right. Not like some expressive gay person. So grew up in a place where like everybody plays soccer and like Nick wants to dress up in dresses and like, (laughs) like, and wear his cousin's clothes so I I at a young age like I was bullied a lot I started gaining weight I had a mole on my face like Sydney Crawford I I removed it later because I was bullied so much Austin Powers did not do do me too well there was a movie. <laughs> so I was tormented and bullied and like kids I are definitely so didn't. mean they are and I mean at the core of it I mean it it forced me to look at ever forced me to learn how to forgive and then understand where people why those kids did what they did Mm -hmm. and hold like an emotional space for them to love them for where they are so that I could really have compassion for people that are hurting or whatever is going on with them I'm not trying to get into a deep therapy session to go there (laughs) um so anyway, four BDDs started at like 10 years old. I definitely didn't want to play sports. I was bulimic for about 10 years. My, thankfully, I had a very, very supportive family. My aunt is gay, lesbian. So like she went to therapy. She had an eating disorder in her younger years. Super, super wow. supportive. They immediately started putting me into like therapy. I saw like I'd been in therapy for 15 years at this point, like a bunch of therapeutic practices and then with that, obviously building confidence, self-esteem and taking care of myself. Like I lost 50 pounds, like learned how, how to eat foods that boosted brain health and how to, how to eat foods that boost your digestive health. And I went through that whole stage from like 12 to 22, 23, and it never stops. Right. Um, anyway, 
that happened. So I was like, okay, most changed since freshman year. I got that award, whatever, in high school and went to, I went to hospitality school, left hospitality school, went to cooking school, ended up going, working in a bunch of like Michelin restaurants for about three years. I became a pastry chef. I was making all these beautiful desserts, working with crazy, crazy chefs that were, they were just amazing and they were super skilled. And I was making these beautiful desserts and I was underpaid. I wasn't using my brain and I was obsessed with like neuroscience and psychology and, and retraining your brain and like neuronal connections. And I was like, I definitely don't want to be in this industry. So after three years, I left, I went back to school for psychology, did that for a little bit and then ended up leaving school again and just working with a couple of entrepreneurs. They were both gay that owned their own businesses moved to Miami, worked with a mentor that owned a bunch of businesses in Miami, got involved in real estate development, property management, nightclubs, just the whole gamut. Then worked in a construction company for two years on the operations and finance side. <laughs> you have done it City. all. You literally like know. what like industry have you not touched? <laughs> well, I don't know. Fast. Podcasting. Not for long. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I did that. And while I was in the construction company, I was like, my friends knew I wanted to start a cookie, a cookie company when I was 20, I was selling cookies when I was 20. Fast forward five years later, I knew I needed to create something. And I was like, nobody's recreated a classic, right? Like I chose something that is scalable. Like the cookie market is $450 billion in size. Like no one has ever created cookies or snacks that have really, really good nutrients mm -hmm. and taste like the classic. So those were the two guiding forces. Spent a year living on my friend's couch, my, my feet like hanging off of the couch, <laughs> paying off my student loans, working two jobs, teaching myself shelf life development. Had a couple of investors invest. My aunt invested the one I told you about. Mm -hmm. Angel investor designed the packaging with like, I think six grand. I did directed like that whole process. Then, so super, super cheap, keeping things very, very lean. Started fundraising family and friends around. I have like 10 family, like friends, family investors. And then like raised our, our round of funding, launched last year. And then we opened up another round and then more investors came in. And now we're in 350 retail stores growing and just building a business. So. Wow. Congratulations. That's pretty insane. Thank you. I appreciate that. How did you like figure out what ingredients you wanted to be in there? I know you were a chef, so I'm sure you knew what would make a cookie taste good, but like you have so many healthy ingredients in your cookies. How did you really nail down what you wanted in them? And like, did you have to go through different rounds where you were like, something tastes off in this? We need a little bit more of this. Like, what was that process like? And who was a part of it? Was it just you tasting yeah. cookies? It was me. It was all of my friends, my whole family. They were so annoyed by me. <laughs> Good thing they're off. all foodies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are they foodie, but are they foodies for like sugary filled <laughs> like cookies with like right, 10 different pieces of chocolate in it? Or do they want like cookies with prebiotics and like healthy balanced fats? Right. No, <laughs> sure the first. No, I, I, I had like a file bin of cookies. So I, I did all of the testing in that apartment. It was like a 400 square foot apartment in, in Manhattan. I spent about a year just working on this one recipe. I probably went 
there are about 120 to 130 versions of it. I started with one base recipe and I just started like, like, like I said, I wanted these macros to exist. I didn't want it to be keto. I wanted it to have good sugars, no sugar alcohols. So I started just taking things out and replacing them. So I started with tiger nut flour, which is now like the smallest part of the recipe. And then I wanted to honor my Italian heritage too. So we started using hazelnut flour because they use that in, in biscotti mm -hmm. and all of these Italian cookies and then almond flour. So like healthy fats, the reason why I use tiger nut flour is because it has less fat than nut flour. And I didn't want them to be super high in fat because I think for so many people, it's like, if you want to eat something, you don't want to eat calorically dense foods. Like you want to eat something that's just like balanced. You want right. to be able to eat a few cookies and it's not like 20 grams of fat because right. your calories are like destroyed for the day. And then we fat like with the sweetener, I used other options. And then my Italian friend told me about an Italian jam company and I started using the low glycemic apple sweetener as a replacement. And then like, okay, I need to figure out how to add more fiber. Turns out like you can replace fat with fiber and it tastes like, and it tastes like the fat. It has the same mouthfeel as fat. It's like all of these weird things that I learned, like green tea is actually an antioxidant. So the main spoiling factor in cookies and like giving away my secrets is <laughs> smelling is, them is all. Fat. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> Go create a cookie. <laughs> yeah. So it's an antioxidant. So we use vitamin vitamin E and green tea or antioxidants. It's all around like how does it taste and how do consumers perceive it too? Right. And I was like, I'm absolutely not going to use starches because that's disgusting. And they just need to be things that make sense to consume. Right. Wow. So you yeah. really did it on your own, like just trial and error. What was the yeah. first flavor that like the first flavor cookie that you were doing all these taste runs on? I did a chocolate chip. Then I did carrot cake. Carrot cake was really good. I, I did a Nutella one. one. <gasps> it hasn't existed in years, but the Nutella one is really good. My favorite one, which will come out with probably in like six months is a cinnamon apple flavor. Ooh, that sounds good. Cup. Obviously, you're the chef, so, like, I'm sure developing the product came somewhat naturally to you, and you kind of knew where to go, but in terms of, like, starting the company and whatnot, how did you come up with the branding, the name, like, where did that come from? Was that all you, or did you, like, bring someone else on board to help out? That's me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, have, I have, like, a very, very vivid imagination. It's really, really strong. Like, I, I also, like, I think part of the reason why it's so crazy, like, I just don't, I'm not interested in failing. Like, I'm just not, like, I'm not okay with failing. So I was thinking, how do I de-risk this ahead of time? Like, yeah. who do I reference? And I referenced like three brands while I was doing this and I vision boarded everything. Mm -hmm. The three brands were Magic Spoon, Olipop, and RX Bar. Magic Spoon is like imagination, like, no like we're reimagining a classic i want to use characters that have meaning every character is doing something different one's meditating one's like taking rest one's spreading joy then rx bar was like the nutrition facts like olipop digestive health so that was how i came up with like the packaging the the characters i found an illustrator pitched the idea to them and then in terms of names i was actually thinking about knickknacks 
guess my name is Nick Naclario. So oh, that would have been cute. That is cute. And then I came up with another name called Yumly, Y-U-M-B-L-Y, okay. because of Winnie the Pooh. There's a song. It's like, I'm so yumly in my tummy, time for something sweet. It's like wash when I was a kid. And General Mills trademarked it like a week before. When no I way. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so crazy. And then the reason why I like it looks the way it does is because my first job at like the height of my eating disorder was a carving. I ate ice cream all the time. And their logo is just so classic. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how do I create something that is classic but modern? Like I want this to feel timeless, sort of like retro. And so I looked at like the three m's ly it's like obviously it means like yummy Mm -hmm. and it looks beautiful and when you look at it like it's instant recognition and that's why i chose the font so wow and i'm sure your psych background helped a little bit too with some of the branding and the marketing and like how to like push it to consumers definitely i think it's just understanding like what are people looking for and I think just thinking about the psychology of like dieters and people that look for things and thinking about how consumers think it's like, I, I'm a 28 year old gay guy, but I also think the way many shop and many shoppers are women, like they look for low sugar, low glycemic. They're looking for under the 200 calorie mark. Like they're looking for protein and they're looking for all these things. So it was definitely helpful um, to have that background. Yeah. Wow. So how nutritional are the cookie? They're like they're like a nutrition bar when you eat them. Like oh, you- okay, so that's a good comparison. It's not like a substitute like this is a little bit better than dessert. It's like no. actually adding like there's health benefits to eating them. Yeah. Versus like just you're- cutting calories. That's what I like because I feel like there's not No, there's not there's a lot nothing of nothing like that like it's either like I feel like when it comes to anything I've seen in terms mm-hmm. of healthy cookie options, it's like, oh, they're low sugar or something else, but then they have a hundred other ingredients that you can't even pronounce in them. So you're like, are they really healthy? Or yeah. Like, it's just I like a be- little better eating right. a, than eating a chocolate chip cookie, right. like calorie wise or whatever. But these are like actually additive. Like it, it's so many brands are like, sorry, were you about to say something? No, I, I was gonna say like I mean, I, so with these so many of these brands sorry God. no you go I, I wasn't gonna say anything no. relevant this you is go. what happens with zoom so so many of the, these brands are like better for you it's like they coin better for you they take out all of the bad ingredients but they don't put anything functional or good back in right and consumers are looking for products that actually make sense to eat regularly like mm-hmm. all of these gluten-free brands don't have gluten but you're putting in starch it's like I don't want to eat starch and replace cane sugar with coconut sugar. Like I, I don't want to not have protein. I can't eat these every day. They're still treats. Like if you eat our cookies, you're basically like people are replacing their breakfast with this. They're eating it like before or after a workout. Like there's eight grams of fat, but from almonds and hazelnuts. And then there's seven grams of fiber and six grams of protein from nuts. Like, and four grams of added sugar from low glycemic apple. So it doesn't spike your blood sugar. It's like you're boosting your digestion. You're eating healthy fats that are good for your brain. Like these are like, they're like nutrition bars, but they're cookies. Right. 
I need these. Yeah. I've They're been looking so for good. these. I have Thank you. My desk. <laughs> yeah. I um, love that. Okay. Going back to, I guess, a more businessy question. What would you say the biggest challenge has been in starting your own business? And on the contrary, like, what would you say your proudest moment has been? Hardest part about building a business. I think it's a personal thing. I know that I've created something that is very, very valuable. And for me to like update my mind and my confidence levels, like my, like my soul to be like, not like I'm the shit, but like, I'm great. Like yeah. in, in going into like investor meetings and mm-hmm. raising like $2 million and being like, no, we're not giving this to you at this value. Like we're like we're onto something huge and that's why 10 million people are reaching out to me all the time. So I guess the short answer is like updating and going through an internal evolution, like really, really quickly when like success hits you, it's like getting up to speed and being like, Oh wait, like I'm here. Like mm-hmm. you're not you're like, you did this to get here. Like wake up me. Like reevaluating so- your mindset. Yeah, and like getting my body to be like comfortable with like confidence. Like we're in a totally, really, yeah. Like we're in a, in a really good spot. And right. I found like exercising and making sure that I take breaks, to like to go out with friends and dance and like, and and I, that's something that I haven't been doing recently, but I've been starting to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Like just having fun and celebrating the achievement. Yeah, the wins and along the way. It in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How long did it really take to like? get yourself launched like it took me a year to develop the product and a year to really get the first iteration of it out like like this is our first big year in retail and then next year we're launching into like 750 stores so amazing this is yeah it's exciting that's pretty quick though (laughs) so when what would you say your proudest moment is because i'm always so curious like is it the small wins of being like getting like have you even had the time? First physical box, or is it like the big ones of being like, oh my God, we're going to be in 750 yeah. next year? You know, I was going to say my proudest moment is like we raised a million dollars, but I think my proudest moment is like this past weekend, we were at a New York, it's called Summer Streets. Like they closed down Park Avenue and we oh, were giving yeah. products away to people. Yeah. Seeing the looks on people's faces when we explain to them what we have. And like we have these bikers and runners and joggers, and they're, right. they're like, Oh my God, like I, where is this? And I just started, like, I just started, I literally was like dance. Like I, I was the only person with music. I brought my speaker and I was like, this is so much, like, this is amazing. Yeah. This right. is, like, this is why like, I do this. Yeah. Like people are like seeing the value and then it just allows me to say like, wow, like we just really need to get this into the hands of so many people just for them to see it. These are the moments that I works that I am on investor calls for and like working 12 14 hours a day for is to be here in this moment just handing somebody a cookie right (laughs) yeah that's really cool okay can you walk us through like just a quick day in your life now versus like when you were just making cookies all day trying to figure out what is gonna go in these yeah like it's funny a year ago i could just give you an example a year ago and then i'll go to today a year ago july 4th i had to produce 2000 cookies on my own i was up until five in the morning we had a huge <laughs> po 
I was working out of a bakery two hours upstate, my mom's biscotti friend's biscotti business. And my part, like we only had one other employee at the time. She was away for a week and I had to make 2000 cookies. And like last summer we were making 5,000 cookies a day and it was like all hands on deck. Like my aunt was there. My mom was there. It was insane. It was intense. This year is more like I'll wake up at six. I'll do my journaling, my gratitude, my goals for the day, all of my reflections. I'll do 10 minutes of meditation drink coffee it's like an hour process yeah bike to the gym bike to equinox bike to work i mean i have free moments but like what what is a day in the life like calls with investors working with operations advisors manufacturers um conversations about the next round i don't Mm -hmm. know eating food wow and not super interesting what is what is next are you planning on launching new flavors, new products? Like what can can you share with us? But yeah, we're launching a peanut butter flavor with sprouts. Oh, oh peanut butter is my yeah. favorite. Sprouts. Yeah, it's great. Sprouts, National Sprouts launched last year. Next year, we're launching with them. I am starting to think about a protein cookie. So we'll have like a protein cookie. And then, you know, when we're thinking about pipeline for the future, I'm thinking about like, how are we replacing like little Debbie's or like hostess cupcakes or these really old, like cosmic brownies? Like, how are we taking them and making them functional and good for digestive health and like, like things that you want to eat every day? Yeah. That's like, those are my ideas for the future. Like, those are the things that my mind goes to. Yeah. It sounds good. Collaborate. Yeah, like collaborations with ice cream shops and all of those things. Oh, let us know if you need any help taste testing yeah. those. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you know. We'll be around. I love that. Yeah. Before we wrap up, we are going to finish off with a few rapid fire. Okay. Yes. I'm ready for it. So favorite guilty pleasure slash like cheat meal? Cheese. Cheese. Mm. Okay, good one. Cheese. What? T- which? If you had to pick one, which kind of cheese? Honestly, that's like, I eat like I eat like a whole block of like low fat cheddar cheese with crackers. Like that's yeah. Like okay. Okay. Your favorite hobby or pastime when you're not working? I literally I love dancing by myself. Like, Alone? I was gonna say, to come out with us. We do too. <laughs> no, I mean I love dancing in general, but like, uh, yeah, I love like just dan- I love dancing. Like yeah. that is just my thing. Like for hours, like go see a really good DJ or like go to a club or something like that and just be with people you love and just spread joy and like just be insane and <laughs> I, I agree I love dancing early mornings or late nights I think we could probably guess late nights I've been trying to make myself an early morning person it just doesn't work I like I'm up to. at six I can't I can't do five it just me either I can't I can't do any earlier than like 6 30 I'm with you okay your dream cookie flavor Dream oh like Concord grape and almond butter like it's like Olipop flavor like Concord grape and almond butter like something that's like your dream flavor that's one of my dream flavors because it's I want to get into like the old classics like Olipop Mm -hmm. is reinventing like orange cream like how do we do the same thing with us like cinnamon toast crunch like you want to get into like those nostalgic flavors that's what I want to do yeah very cool. For all our New Yorkers, where can you find your products? 
in physical stores and then can you order online and where? Sure. We're in Westside Market, Juice Press, Fresh & Co. We're in all of the independents in New York City. Um, we're in Fresh Market. We're going to be in Sprouts, likely be in Whole Foods soon. We're on Amazon and direct on our site. New New York Cookies, 20% off their first order on our website. Oh New my York God, Cookies. Oh my God, Nick, thank you so much. Yeah, Tell everybody where this. they can find you. Yes, where can people find you? Instagram, Nick.N-A-C-L-E-R-I-O, Nick.Naclario. And then our Instagram is eat, M-M-M-L-Y, eat, M-M-M-L-Y, eat and Lee. Perfect. Amazing. Perfect. Do you know?